Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from Percy'sGrowroom.com. I am Mackie from the UK, and joining us this week, we have Monkey Doo. Hey, everybody, Monkey down here in the baking southeast of the US, you know, hot. Yeah, very, very hot, dry. Yeah, yeah, very, very dry. All of that good <laughs> stuff like that, though. But yeah, I'm here. I'm staying in the AC, and I ain't dealing with the heat right now. So hope everybody's having a good Sunday. Drier than a British sense of humor, as they that say. That would be a good way to put it, man. Mm-hmm. I, I believe mm-hmm. I believe the term is drier than a nun's cunt. Isn't that the... <laughs> Jesus! Jesus! <laughs> Bubble Rock! Uh, <laughs> don't don't <laughs> invite the Australian if you don't want some dodgy shit said. <laughs> it's pretty damn dry out there. No, though. flag number one. Let, let's keep <laughs> track of that. Eh? <laughs> So as you can tell, everybody, we also have Bubble Hawk. What's up, Bubble? G'day, guys. Bubble Hawk coming at you from uh, the land down under, the, the land of Vegemite sunrises, drop bears, nope ropes, and uh, terrible government decisions. Oh, man. <laughs> I have to ask you, though. Nice. Something what does a Vegemite sunrise look like? Disgusting. Um, well, yeah, it depends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you ask, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um. No, for, for for me, it's just uh, waking up, a bit of toast, a bit of toast there and some butter. And, you know, when you smear the Vegemite across, it's just like a nice little sunrise across your toast. Ooh, Disgusting. Disgust- it was fucking one of yous. <laughs> <laughs> you, you all know what video I'm referring to, ain't it? That's an old school internet video <laughs> shit. There you yeah, so welcome everybody. Uh, we, we'll try and talk about cannabis today, but you know we like to go on those random tangents and talk shit. Uh, it's summertime in the northern hemisphere, everybody, and in Canada, it, when it's uh, winter time, it's really bad, and they have like five miles of ice above them and shit, freezing glaciers form and everything. It's bad. It's bad. So you know because it's summertime, uh, Marge hasn't made it again this week because she's out there enjoying the summertime in Canada, which they don't get very often. And and it's a short summer, and you know it's going to be winter before she knows it, and she's going to have to be living in the in the igloo again. So you know uh, she's out there just having a good time. So she's out there with family this week, enjoying the summertime. She'll be back with us next week, but then she'll be off the week after that as well because she's having more good times in the summertime, which is good for her because here in the UK, anybody out there. In the UK, listening to the show, you know, it, it's been terrible here. It just rains all the send fucking the time. I'll send Jesus. you the dry hot. Send me the rain, please. Damn, I don't, I don't know if we could swap, you know. <laughs> you, you're on like 45 degrees. There you <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't be too happy about that, would you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. I, I might enjoy it, but, you know, it would, I, it's like yesterday I walked to the dogs and it just rained and I was soaking wet. But I remember this time last year. I was pissed off because it was too warm to walk the dogs and I had to wait until after eight o'clock at night before I could even take them out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, it, it comes you know, you got to try and think on the bright side, you know, at least I can walk the dogs, you know, but mm-hmm. damn, I wish yeah, so- I weren't getting wet every time I fucking did. Jesus. <laughs> so it's, it's true. The British always complain about the weather. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no doubt, mate. No doubt. Oh, yeah. Even if it was perfect, oh, it was like, true, fucking. Man. I wish the weather wasn't so perfect. You know, yeah. <laughs> they teach you at university over there, you know, how to complain about the weather. Oh, nobody goes to university <laughs> here anymore. Nobody can afford it. God oh, okay. damn. Oh. This goddamn country. Again, we started. Look, yes. So, we're here to talk about cannabis, not how shit the UK is, because you already know that by now. That's the thing that we've covered most in this show over the last few years. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody's learned anything about anything, it's about how shit the UK is. Yeah. So, yeah, just the three of us this week, we're going to talk about the cannabis news and events. We have plenty of stories to cover, though. We had some sent in by the listeners. We've got some to cover ourselves. Bubble Huck has two stories to cover as well. So lots of news to cover. It's going to be real good, man. We've got some good stories. So what we're smoking, I've got some White Widow in the mighty today, and I'm actually going to crack open a new one of those. What you got, Bubble? Um, I've got my my morning dabs as per usual. So I've got some blackjack on the dabs. And uh, now you've said White Widow. You've got me hunting for my jar that I put away not long ago. 
Oh, nice. I might play with some White Widow myself. Do it. Yes. yes. What you got, Monkey? What uh, you got, Nice? I've got some Blue Dream in uh, our sponsor-provided XQ2 Ariser Vaporizer that they have provided me for a sample out here and check out. And uh, tell nice. you what, this stuff, between that vaporizer and this Blue Dream, it's knocking my head off, man. Hmm. Oh, Mad Dog on the Wedding Cake. Oh, don't tell me that. Now I've got to choose between Wedding Cake and fucking <laughs> White Widow. Fuck. Why not mix them both, man? Oh, you know, no. they're, they're all different stages <laughs> of life, isn't it? You know? I'm going to say that'll end, that'll end very badly. I was nice. digging around the cupboard the other day and discovered a couple of jars of LSD that I put, put away about four months ago. Drug those suckers out and man, talk about strong. That hit that perfect four month mark yeah. there. And I was just like, wow. Nice. Potency really came up on that stuff. Yeah, so we've got loads of competitions going on over at Percy's right now as well, but we'll get to that towards the end of the, the news and events. Are we ready to go on to the news? So everybody ready? Do this. Yes. I think we're good. Let's do it. So we have quite a few news stories to be covering this week. Uh, one of them from the UK, got a couple from Australia, got the, the US. But, but we'll cover this random piece of news because we've got a couple of news stories that were just sent in by listeners this week. And somebody sent in a news article, which isn't cannabis related at all. So we'll quickly get involved with that one because that was, it's an interesting one. It's an interesting one. Uh, scientists, scientists collectively resurrected an, ex- an extinct animal frozen for 46,000 years in Siberia. Mm. Damn. Mm. Have you all seen this from Plumlung? This is Plumlung sent me this one. I, thought, I, haven't seen, I haven't seen the actual article, but I did see article, something yeah. about this. Yeah, it's just a, it's scary shit, man. It's like, should you be fucking with shit like this? Yeah. 46,000 years ago? Damn. Worms or, worms or something, wasn't it? Weird. Yeah, yeah. Their evolution was literally suspended for 40,000 years, wrote one scientist of the revived nematodes from a species ah, unknown to science until nematodes. now. Right. Yeah, scientists have revived tiny animals called nematodes from a slumber. That lasted 46,000 years, reports a new study. The microscopic animals were successfully woken from a state of suspended animation after researchers found them in the permafrost or frozen soil that flanks Siberia's northern Kolyma River. A radiocarbon analysis revealed that they hailed from a prehistoric era when Neanderthals and direwolves still roamed the world and they belonged to a functionality, uh, functionally extinct species called Oh gosh, Planet Gloriamus. Oh gosh, the Colly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's right. just certain words put together. <laughs> so just a just a jumble of letters trying to make it into sounding like a word that was previously known to science. Enough. It's all yeah, it's yeah, all pretty bad. Yeah. yeah, nobody needs to know what it's really called though. They're kind of worms. But what do you think about this kind of shit, man? When scientists are trying to bring back these animals from yeah, you know, way back in the day, like this. Well, you've heard you. We've all seen the uh, horror movie type st- situations like this. Everything from Jurassic Park on back down to Contagion and everything else. And, mm. and you always have to think about it. You know, what are you waking up from a slumber here? What exactly is this going to do? You know, glad they were able to do it this time without any problems, but I always have to wonder. No problems yet. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Is this it something didn't... that's smart? Didn't some Sherpas die some like up north somewhere when they um there was like a herd of reindeer or something that was frozen in permafrost and they had um what was it? Uh it's not SARS, it was something else. You know the stuff that kept getting sent to the White House, little white powder? Anthrax. Uh, anthrax. Anthrax, that's right. Yeah, and they, <laughs> and they died of anthrax or some shit. And yeah. so like this this the the goat herders or whatever ended up dying. Because they yeah. they picked up anthrax, so and here crazy these people shit, man. Crazy are frosting shit. worms from forty six thousand years ago. This is a bad idea. Leave them frozen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, they're frozen for a reason. Leave them there. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Imagine finding them in your poop. You know. Oh. <laughs> 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 imagine my being poop that. Cold. Shut up. They're frozen nematodes. Yeah, can you imagine being it's that for science. Yeah. Spent, spent 46,000 years sleeping just to wake up in someone's shit. <laughs> it's all of a sudden so warm. 
But yeah, you know, I don't think the. I mean, if they brought back cool animals like the mammoth and things like that, I'd be more inclined to be like, cool. But worms, bro. <laughs> well, if the animal was cool, I'd be all right. You know, worms are not cool. She. Had... <laughs> yeah, but interesting, man. It's, uh, it's just one of those articles that I found interesting when it, when it was sent to me. I was like, damn, we should quickly discuss this on the show. I just think it's interesting, man, when the scientists do these crazy things. And, you know, it's like there's going to be a lot of worms taking over the world pretty soon and they'll convince us that it's nothing to do with the worms they found in the permafrost. You know, just all these yeah. worms going around just eating up all the worms we have now. Like well, night crawlers are, are now extinct because uh, of a worm that was produced by nature 50,000 years ago. I know yeah. it's all hearsay and, 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 and there's no use to be uh, any, have any real honest fear about it. But yeah, you got to think about it. What happens if we wake up the wrong microbe? You know, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. that's right, yeah. man. No, um, and it I'm, could happen I'm, at any yeah. time. Let yeah. sleeping dogs lie, people. Whatever mm-hmm. you know, whatever happens, let's just not do it on purpose. Yeah, but yeah. they say there's one of the quotes in it: "The last words to be spoken by humanity Oops. will be a scientist in a lab going, oh, it works.'" Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought it would be more like oops, but either way, yeah. Yeah, yeah either one. Yeah. We're pretty fucked. So science, please be a little bit more careful. If you need something to do, scientists, don't go out there looking for worms in the permafrost of the fucking the rivers in Siberia. Go and get this plant called cannabis and do some studies on it because there's never been any studies done on it. And that's why the government still keep it illegal, right? Well, right. That's what the government keeps yeah. telling us. There's no studies have been done on it. But we know better, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of governments and things doing studies, have you seen the um, clips that are coming out from the Oppenheimer movie, where just no, as the no. just as it goes as the bomb goes off for the first time, apparently it just cuts all sound, and people in the cinema and there is one where this like it just just as it cuts all sound, this guy rips a massive fart. And <laughs> every everyone just loses it like it's such he was a serious probably moment timing in the, the park thinking it was going to be the explosion and it's like i'll just mask the sound yeah well, but you can just... literally tell all the dads because they're the first ones to like, <laughs> well done you know but fucking the only things i've seen about it right now i haven't seen the movie yet but I've, there's been some controversy because uh oppenheimer said that Think about I have become deaf to the destroyer of worlds, right? One of these uh, right. Hindu quotes, and allegedly it's he says this during a sex scene, and that's caused some controversy to the Hindus in India. And what I get from this is, why do they find it necessary to put a sex scene in a movie about the creation of the atomic bomb? Why? It makes no sense why this, why the sex scene is in there in the first place. And apparently, it's quite a graphic sex scene as well, like full on nudity and shit. It's just like, why is it even necessary to Radius. put that in there? That that's uh, it. It's it's just stupidness, the, man. Stupidness. The, the movies generally be higher grossing if they if they get a good solid R rating. People mm-hmm, see mm-hmm. them more than if if it's a watered down PG movie. You know, so. it's like you see an R movie and you're like, ah, oh, sweet. And it's about nukes. We probably get to see some flesh mounting or something. But no, <laughs> it's not that at all. Yeah. It's just a bit of dick, you know? Well, flesh <laughs> mashing. Well, we got the we got the nuke face melt in um, in Terminator 2. But there was no, that wasn't an R rating, I'm pretty certain. That was M8, wasn't it? No. So maybe I don't even know what that is. A little bit harder. yes but yeah crazy times man this is how it goes just hollywood trying to sell movies by putting sex in it it's like god damn man god damn we don't need this shit anyway yeah so random tangents throughout the show as we do marge isn't here to keep us under control this is all march's fault everybody yeah yeah we'll just play marge forever yeah so where do we go from here i mean there's there's a few let's do this one right from the uk because th- this is a fucking piss take article because it's from the UK. But remember, it's been a while. It's been at least a year, but we covered one on the um, it was during the COVID pandemic. Everybody, they go smoke uh, where we mentioned that this police officer is like one of the head police officers in the country had been discovered smoking weed and taking mushrooms and shit. And they had suspended him with full pay until the investigation carries on, right? They have to do the investigation. So this guy who's on a six-figure salary 
get get suspended until they can find out if the allegations are true. And he's just going to sit at home smoking a shitload of weed and taking mushrooms, which is fine. I don't mind. But he's getting paid a shitload of money while he's fucking doing this. When if somebody like us, like anybody listening to this show, did the similar kind of thing, you'd be locked up in prison. You know what I mean? But this guy gets away with it. But there's more follow on about this guy here. Uh, And let's just get straight stuck in on the article. eh? It says. Officer who wrote Met's drug strategy had a flat like, quote, Amsterdam coffee shop tribunal hears. So this guy, he wrote the drug strategy telling the Metropolitan Police here in the UK to lock anybody up who's in possession of fucking cannabis and mushrooms and drugs in general. But this guy had so much in his flat that it was considered to be an Amsterdam coffee shop by friends of his. A senior Metropolitan Police commander who wrote the force's drug strategy regularly smoked cannabis before going to work, a tribunal has heard. Wow. Wow. A nurse who lived with Julian Bennett towards the end of 2019 described the flat as like an Amsterdam coffee shop. Sheila Gomes told the tribunal in Southwark, South London, it, the cannabis shoes, would start early in the morning before breakfast and before he would leave to go to work. And of course, everybody listening to this show, you you know, we have no problem with this. You, You can consume cannabis as long as you like. But this guy here, was ensuring people were being arrested for the same shit that he's doing, man. And that's just a height of hypocrisy where something needs to be fucking said about it. This guy's a prick. You know what I'm saying? Yep. This should never have mm. been allowed, man. What the fuck is he doing? He's, uh, well, of course, it was never allowed because it was illegal. And if he would have been found out, then he would have been locked up for it. But it's like, how, how would somebody be such an arsehole? to do something like this, to smoke weed before they go to work, where their job is to enforce people not smoking weed. It, it just like, wow, man, what a dickhead. Sometimes yeah, when he was it, working, sorry, monkey. I say call it what it is, a hypocrite, man, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think he's going to be running for a prime minister soon. <laughs> yeah, he'll probably be elected yeah. unanimously. Yeah. Ticks yeah. all the fucking boxes, you know? He's just got to go out and fuck that pig. You know how it goes. Sometimes when he was arriving at home, it was there. I never saw him eat before going to work. Well, of course, were you looking through his windows or something? What's this? This is a nosy ass neighbor, man. The hearing was told that. Yeah, a neighbor said that they're, you know, Sheila Gomes. Um, Well, you think it was that? Surely he's not that stupid to have a housekeeper come around his house and clean up the place while he's got roaches in the ashtray and he's the fucking head of the Met and shit. Surely not. Maybe. Staying with him. I don't know. Uh, In the house. A nurse who lived with Julian Benny. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know exactly why she was there, but she lived Uh, in the house. Oh, ex-girlfriend or something. Ooh, stone. Oh, exes are the worst, man. Hal have no fury. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it says, uh, sometimes when he was arriving home, it was there. I never saw him eat before going to work. Yeah, Yeah, so this person must have lived with him. Uh, the hearing was told that there were hearsay allegations that Bennett took magic mushrooms on holiday in France and LSD at a party, which Gomes was told by a housemate of hers and the officers. The tribunal heard that while staying with Bennett, Gomes sent a message to a friend in which she referred to the officers smoking cannabis at the flat. And on the 7th of December 2019, she used her phone to take photos of a bag of cannabis, cigarette paper, tobacco and lighters lying on a glass table in the living room. What a knock, man. I mean, I know this guy's a prick and shit for having all these laws out there, uh, but he can't just go. He's in his fucking house, man. He's taking pictures of his shit and grassing him up. What a bitch, man. Just saying. Just saying. I love that you're getting. Sorry. I hate hate the fact. (laughs) Yeah, I hate the fact that the cop's doing this when, when he's supposed to be enforcing the law. But at the same time, I love the fact that, you know, we, he's supposed to have the freedom to do what he wants at his own house. Damn it. Mm-hmm. So it's, mm-hmm. it's catch 22 here. We don't like it, but damn. Yeah. So he's doing everything he wants to do, which is absolutely cool. But the position he was in and the fact that he enforced the law to make sure others didn't do the same thing. That's the piss take. Exactly. But yeah, he's absolutely allowed to take fucking mushrooms and LSD and whatever the fuck he wants to do, as long as he doesn't force anybody else to do it. But it's the opposite for him. He was preventing other people from doing it. What a prick. 
Uh, yeah, and, and what a bitch. What a pair of cunts. Just saying. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, shit. Um, the disciplinary panel was told that Gomes stayed at the flat from mid-October to just before Christmas 2019. I didn't like it at all, she said. We, why did I have to live in a place where it was like just cannabis is in the air? It was just trying to breathe oxygen. <laughs> that, when I read that earlier, that this blew me away, that statement. It's like, wait a minute. Nobody smokes so much cannabis that there's no oxygen in the air. What the hell? Who was, who was forcing her to live there anyway? She chose oh, to live shit. there. You know? She's probably rent free or something too. Who knows? You yeah. know? I don't know, man. Maybe she was a. Uh, she was being prosecuted for a particular crime, and this guy was like, "Just come and live with me, and I'll make sure that he gets swept under the rug." Don't worry, you never know these crooked police officers nowadays, man. Uh, yeah, so I didn't like it at all. I was just trying to breathe oxygen. Funny, he. This is in quotes. So he, meaning Bennett, was the one who was using the cannabis. I will say a few times during the day he would bring it in. If he would go to work, he would do it, and at least before going to work and arriving at home. Right, so yeah, he would do it every day. He was just a fucking weed smoker, man. You know, absolutely nothing wrong with that. A couple uh, she, times a day, he would bring it in. What is he bringing weed in constantly here? He's probably going out there in his uniform, yeah. seeing a group of fucking kids yeah. and being like, "Hey, come here, I'm searching you." Uh, uh, oh, watch this devil cannabis. Oh, yeah, I will lock you up. You better all leave right now. I'll, I'll take this and burn it. But I'll burn the evidence. And he went home and he just burned the fucking evidence. Just imagine him pouring bags of swag out in the street and taking home the top shelf. Exactly. <laughs> like, this is good and sticky. I'll, I'll turn this in for evidence. This is evidence. Um, yeah. So listen to this bit here. She called the Met on the 17th of July, 2020. So she left in December 2019. She was there from October to just before Christmas in 2019, but called the Met on the 17th of July, which is what, seven months later? What a bitch. Mm. You know, it's not like she had any conflict of interest while she was there throughout the whole October to Christmas time. She said nothing to the Met about it. And even for six months after she's left the guy, she said nothing about it. But then for some reason, she just decided that she wanted to tell them on the 17th of July, 2020, the report that Bennett had been smoking cannabis before work, the panel heard. Uh, she said she never saw him in uniform and did not realize that it was a police officer until she stopped living with him. I smell oh, bullshit. You s- can you yeah. smell bullshit amongst all that cannabis <laughs> smoke? I yeah, smell yeah. something, put it that way. Mm-hmm. Gomes described his behavior as erratic and called him controlling for continuously asking her about her work rota and very anxious. Uh, she said he is still denying something that I saw in front of me when I was living with him. Mark Lee Morgan KC representing the Met said a drugs test was authorized on the 20th of July, 2020. When Bennett was asked to provide a sample a day later, he refused and said he would resign. So, yeah, I mean, this story goes on and on and on and on. It's a long one, but it's just the absolute fucking bullshit and the cheek of this guy to pretty much just be a proper down-to-earth stoner who just enjoys getting high and expanding his consciousness consciousness sometimes. But to think that he has the right to prevent everybody else from doing it, it's just an absolute piss take, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah, it is. I'm, I'm all for people doing what they want in the comfort of their own home, but mm. the moment you're in a, in a position of power and you're telling people they can't, uh-uh, that's, that's mm. way too hypocritical for me. Rules for thee, not for me. That's how it works mm. here in the UK. This guy was in a, in a position of power. So, you know, and as far as I can tell, he, uh, he denies allegations and has been suspended on full pay since July 2021. So that's two years right now, two years that he has been suspended on full pay. And with him being in a position, I mean, consider this, a top police officer that is in a position where they're writing fucking laws how much do you think this guy's getting paid a oh. year? Got to be a hundred mm. grand, 60 to a hundred K let's say. So th- this is a substantial amount of money that this guy has just sat there for the last two years, since July, 2021, he's sat at home smoking weed, taking mushrooms, having LSD, which is fine. This is a typical weekend for me. That's cool. You know, if this guy wasn't a copper, I would probably enjoy his company. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> But for two years, this guy's just sat there just on taxpayer money, just living it up, man. 
that just it's madness. It's madness, man. And it's fucking frustrating to see this shit going on. Now I'll, I'll go one step different on this and I'll take a different, different approach to it. I agree with you that if he is in charge of enforcing the laws and doing all this, this stuff like that, and if he's, if he's using the cannabis in a jurisdiction where it's illegal, yes, I'm, I'm right with you. But if he went on holiday and he used uh, psilocybin and LSD where it was legal and then came mm-hmm, home, I got mm-hmm. no problem at all with that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, if he's on his own time and not breaking the law where he is, I got no problem at all with that. I've had a lot of articles I've seen lately of, of police officers and uh, other other officials getting into trouble because they go on vacation and they enjoy themselves where it's legal and they come home and then they get put in jail. Mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm. so stupid. You know, if it's legal, it's legal. And if it's not, it's not. That's what I think it should be. Yep. And we had something similar in this week's uh, interview that we did with Matt Lammers, didn't we? Where he was talking about uh, South Korea. But exactly. even though he's was... in Canada now, if he went back to South Korea and they suspected cannabis, they could take his phone and blood test everybody in his fucking phone book. That's what? crazy. Yeah, yeah mate. Blood Fuck. test everybody in his phone book. Every contact in his phone would be would be uh, drug tested, basically. Find out. Mm-hmm. And if any of them came up positive, their phone would be drug tested. So, so but, but obviously <laughs> only if they're in, in North Korea. North Korea South, yeah, might as well be North. Fucking hell. Rules like uh, that. <laughs> that's exactly right. It's one of the situations there. They can't cross the border to come and test you, but one of those. Uh, but I think it, it could probably be a little more serious that if you were in a, somebody's phone as a contact and if you tried to go in and you're on a list, it could cause yeah. problems. So, yeah, let's carry on with this article. I mean, not carry on. We'll report back on this when we hear more in the future and see if this guy gets prosecuted. You know, if he gets prosecuted at all, because we don't even know that it, with the abuse of power that he's had here and the complete hypocrisy and the damage that it's going to do to the police reputation. Surely he should get set, sent down with something, but we'll see. This is the UK and nothing ever makes sense here. And there's multiple different levels that justice works on. And somebody on this level is not really going to be bound by the rules. So I think if anything happens to this guy, it's going to be a suspended sentence with a couple of months community service. Let us know what you think in the chat or in the comments if you listen to this afterwards. What do you think this guy's sentence is going to be? Slap on the wrist. Do you think he'll be prosecuted? Yeah, slap on the wrist. What do you think, Bubble? What? No, I I, I fucking throw the book at him. Uh... Yeah, that's what you want to do, but what's he going to do, really, though? Oh, he'll get... This will disappear. This, this will, mm-hmm. you know, it'll be one of those things where we'll hear all about it, all about it, all about it, and fucking nothing. It's all hearsay. We don't have any evidence. Uh, you know, yeah. everything was was cleaned up before we got to it. All we have is these yeah. photographs, and mm, we can't, we it. can't, you know, it's you know those kind of things. And that this this photograph could have been, been made by AI. That's right. Yeah, exactly. uh, Anybody yeah. could have took this photograph. How do we know he put that weed on that table? That kind of stuff. But anyway, last week we had, was it last week we had a report where Bubble, you were talking about an Australian company losing 60 million. It was like in debt for 60 no, million. Think, was that yeah. this week or the week before? No, it was, it was, I think it was more than 60 million. Um, that was back taxes yeah. or something they were owing, wasn't it? It was, no, it was owing investors. So they'd lost, ah. they'd lost money and they were, they weren't turning profit because they'd gone too big too quick. But then conveniently, conveniently, (laughs) everybody, this this new story, and I'm just going to spoil it, but I'm going to read out your your headline here just so everybody knows what the fuck is going on. Conveniently, after those uh, after that 60 million in debt, we have Australia, 60 million worth of cannabis seized in massive drug raid on two farms in Queensland. Hmm. Hmm. How can we pay this massive debt? I know we have sixty million in cannabis, right? Mm. Funny, Something funny that smells yeah. funny here, and it's not the cannabis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you saying, Bubba? What's going on with this one, man? Yeah. So uh, basically, as the as the headline says, police have seized approximately sixty million worth of cannabis from two properties in rural Queensland. Officers allegedly found eleven greenhouses containing five thousand cannabis plants along with dried and drying cannabis at Canambla in the North Burnett region on July 28. Drug production equipment was also seized. Three men from Victoria and a 41-year-old man from Bundaberg region were charged with drug offences and taken into custody. They will appear in the Bundaberg Magistrates Court on October 3rd. The following day, a fifth man was taken into custody after he arrived at the property in a car allegedly containing drug equipment. 
On July 29, police searched a Mount Maria property in the Gladstone region where they allegedly found 15 sophisticated hydroponic purpose-built greenhouses. Uh, police seized more than 6,000 cannabis plants and more than 560 kilos of dried cannabis, along with a small quantity Ooh, of cocaine. <clears throat> yeah, it's a lot. Uh, well, and again, what is a small quantity of cocaine? How can they be so uh, precise? We've, we've been through this before. It's like, why are they so precise with the amount of cannabis, but then really vague with the amount of cocaine? It's like, it's just a small, a little, just a little bit of coke. We only found a little bit. Yeah. You know what it would, you know what it would be? It would be that the um, the cocaine didn't, it would have been like a small baggie. So it wouldn't have been anything of note to charge them on other than a, than a simple slap on the wrist. Mm-hmm. Possession charge only, that's it. Yeah. But because they also found nearly half a ton of cannabis, they're, <laughs> they're like, oh, charge. We'll, we'll throw that that small quantity of cocaine in there on top just because. Um, so six people on the property allegedly ran from the scene into nearby scrub and bushland when police arrived. Uh, they were taken into custody after a search involving the dog squad, police said. A 28-year-old man from New South Wales is expected to face court on August 17. And the matters of the other five men, two from Victoria, two from New South Wales, uh, will be heard in court on October 3rd. So drug and serious crime group state drug squad detective inspector Bradley Phelps said the seizures were significant. Information from the local community was vital in assisting us to investigate and successfully execute these warrants and seize cannabis, he said. So, uh, yes, Um but look, I mean, the photos of it, and if you click on that video, it'll go through and show you as well. They're, they're massive greenhouses. Like, you know, the big tube-run greenhouses, like they grow mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. lettuce and polytunnels, stuff. Polytunnels, yeah, big polytunnels. Yeah, yeah, big polytunnels. Yeah, it's, it's those, and they're full of it. So it was obviously a more, like, I mean, this is this is a commercial operation. It's not, it's not some bloke just growing some weed in his backyard or doing a pheno hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You know, but yes, timed perfectly that money goes missing from a uh, a legitimate company, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, sixty million just turns up in Queensland. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coincidence? I think not. Mm. Although they gotcha. don't, they don't look like too bad plants. To be fair, there's a couple that, that look all right in there, but um, you know, it looks dirty in there. That's the we'll, only, that was the only we'll have another fucking news article next week, like. 60 million from a, a surprise benefactor donated to this company. Yeah. To <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it. 560 kilos of cannabis has just been sent to Europe from Australia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the person donating has chosen to remain anonymous. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, in the video, you can see them chasing these guys through the bush and, um, and that like, you know, they've got the dogs on them and everything. They're not getting away. Like they're in the middle of nowhere. Where are they going to go? And they've just decided to run. <laughs> you know, just make the police work for it. Mm-hmm. Still, yeah, but yeah, massive coincidence there, bro. Massive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, what else do we have here? I mean, we've got another story from Australia, but we'll get back to that one in a bit because we have an interesting one from Monkey. Monkey well, you want to hit, hit your news article here? Yeah, we had a, a state just this, a more online really, recently. Well, this relates kind of to some people we were talking about a couple of weeks ago as well, didn't it? Yeah, it does. It kind of in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, Minnesota became uh, recreationally legal 1st of August. And so this story comes out of Minnesota. It's uh, Minnesota police raid unlicensed marijuana dispensary on tribal land. Okay. Law enforcement raided a tobacco store on a White Earth Reservation on Wednesday evening for suspicion of selling marijuana without a license in violation of state and tribal law. The store, Hmm. Asima Tobacco and Pipe, is owned by White Earth Band member and advertised on Facebook that it had cannabis beginning August 1st when it became legal to possess across the state. The White Earth Nation Tribal Council voted to recreationally legalize marijuana last Friday. The raid was conducted by White Earth Tribal Police and Minoan County Sheriff's deputies, along with members of the Paul Bunyan Task Force. They seized cannabis, but no one was arrested. According to the Task Force Commander Dave Hart, charges will be determined by the Minoan County Attorney. Now, this was <laughs> sorry, Tribal- sorry, monkey. Sorry, this guy's name, Dave Hart. 
You know, it's like day fart. You see oh. that? Day fart. Uh, <laughs> what a shitty name. Okay, man. Hold on. Jeez, now he's doing a bunch of like that even, huh? <laughs> he caught some shit as a kid, you can tell. You know, not night fart. Day fart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, monkey. It did, that just tickled me. I had to point that out. Jesus. What the fuck? Yeah. Day fart. Now, as, as I uh, this article came to me sort of kind of from another from, from a forum member as well. Um, and uh, if you all remember, last week we talked about a South Carolina a tribe, I believe it was South Carolina, it was a North Carolina, one of the Carolinas, an Indian tribe was going to go ahead and go recreationally legal and open up a dispensary there. And we, they have another Indian reservation in Minnesota that had legally opened a res, a uh, dispensary on August 1st. This person did not file the right paperwork. And this is what, where the problem becomes in this Same. So, But Dave Hart, they have Dave Hart. <laughs> Every time I say it now, I'm going to chuckle. <laughs> he said, anyway, he said, uh, marijuana isn't something we particularly target. We're busy enough with heroin, fentanyl, methamphetamine, Hart said. In this particular case, it was a pretty blatant disrespect for the law. Calls to assemble tobacco and pipe were not returned. In a statement, Weiler said is cooperating with other law enforcement agencies and reminded residents that no one can sell or produce cannabis within the reservation without a license from the Tribal Cannabis Council Commission. So basically, I, this, this was an important part here of the story. Is the tribe, uh, in this case, is the uh, enforcement body. You, know, they, you have to have a permit from the tribe to sell on tribal land. And since the tribe is, is, is planning to open a bigger dispensary, they didn't want this guy to do it on his own. Crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. um, the band is committed to supporting businesses engaged in the legal sale of cannabis and cannabis products. Unauthorized sales of cannabis will be investigated in accordance with all applicable laws. The band would, would caution everyone to use common sense when it comes to cannabis, the statement says. The White Earth Nation opened its tribal-run recreational dispensary on Thursday morning to little fanfare. The dispensary called Wig, Wa Big Man, Wa Big Man, Mishiki, meaning, you know, I just butchered the heck out of that because I don't speak Native American. I, th I think you nailed it. <laughs> but anyway, it's supposed to mean medicine flower in their native tongue. So there you go. If you can say Let's medicine all have flower a go. in their native tongue. Wa big ahead. one, Mashkiki. Yes. <laughs> I don't know about yes. that. <laughs> no, that was right. I would say that was correct. Wa big one, Mashkiki. Yeah, wa wabigan. What is it? Wabi <laughs> yeah, go on, go on, go on, bubble. Let's see what you got. Wabiguan mashkiki. There you go. Nice. Look at us. Look at us. I'm so proud. Yeah, <laughs> Single-handedly upset an Indian tribe. Good work. <laughs> yeah, we won't be getting played in their dispensary. Shit. Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, fuck these guys. <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> this this dispensary, I'm not going to repronounce it because it's been butchered enough at this point, was the second legal dispensary to open after Native Care began recreational sales on Red Lake Nation's reservation on Tuesday. The Tribal Council voted to legalize recreational cannabis last month. Okay, now also just so happens in Minnesota, you know, lots happening in Minnesota real fast over there. They just legalized and it was really kind of a, uh, done really quickly when, when they jumped on it. But the feds are recommending, this was posted in Minnesota, feds are recommending a map to avoid bringing marijuana into national forest in Minnesota following legalization. So how's that? The U.S. Forest what? Service is reminding the people of Minnesota that new marijuana legalization laws enacted this week does not mean that people can possess or use cannabis on national forests in the state. So it oh, recommends buying what? a map to know oh, whether or not man. you can indulge. Wow, yeah, that's so bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's fucking illegal. crazy. So in the United States, even if you're in a legal state, if you're on a national park, it's illegal. So the, the, wow. the Park Service is coming out now and warning people about this. I hate to tell you, but they're not going to search you when you're on a national park. If, if you see a forest ranger and the stuff's in your pocket, they're not going to come over there and say, excuse me, do you mind if I check you? Excuse me, you got to be six far over there. The same day that adult use marijuana legalization took effect in Minnesota, the Forest Service issued an alert notifying the public that possessing any amount of cannabis 
is still prohibited on all national forest lands and all national forest campgrounds wow. and facilities. Ham, forest... What I want to know. Sorry. Go ahead. What go, I go ahead. It's, it's oh, just I... ridiculous at this point. I want to know how many times they've pulled somebody up with weed in the National Forest for them to actually have to come out and say this. Well, I'm sure it happens because, you know, well, first of all, generally a cannabis smoker is going to think it's a good idea to consume cannabis in the wide open spaces. This is just kind of, of like, that's where you do it, you know? Yeah. It's just yeah. like, that's this is the way it is. So you're thinking you're out here in the middle of nowhere and you're not bothering anybody. And of course, this is a place people are going to think they're going to spark up. But I honestly, like you said, I don't believe that the National Park people are out there actually in the park looking for people, you know, aggressively trying to find this stuff. But if they if they come over to your vehicle and the bag's laying out on the, on the seat or something like that, or if you happen to be smoking a joint in the camp campground, yeah, of course, somebody's going to come over and say something to you. Yeah. You know, you probably get hit for a simple possession charge kind of situation on federal land. Wow. You know, those kind of situations like that. But it. Welcome to the United States of confusion, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's some crazy shit, man. Like, you're not supposed to be in the forest smoking that. You're supposed to be in that field over there. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're laughing about that. But when we were in Oregon, uh, last time I was on a, on a, uh, a grow tour, and we were going to sample the product, and people may have heard me say this before if you follow the podcast, though, but the, the owner of the grow was there and the manager of the grow had given us some samples to to to, to partake in but he informed us there was a little dirt road just outside of the green up we have to walk to the other side of that dirt road before we can legally smoke it because you can't smoke on the farm wow it's just it's that stupid it's like there was nobody hmm. that we were in the middle of the country there was nobody out there anywhere but you can't smoke Next to the greenhouse, you have to walk across dirt road. Of course I did, and I didn't complain about it. But it just goes to show you how the law is pretty ridiculous sometimes with the boundaries that they set us. Mm-hmm. And that was in Minnesota as well, you say? Uh, no, that was that particular one was Oregon. But it's okay. just the way it is. No, 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 this, this new story that you were talking about. Oh, the new story of this Minnesota, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, it's typical. We've been in the national parks in different different parts of the country before, and I've been, t- been seeing this posted as you go into the – Entrance of national parks, the prohibition of, prohibition of marijuana, and we just kind of shake our heads because you know what? If it's if it's in my pocket or in my bag in the back, I don't really care. I'm not going to mess with anybody. But it's just wow. I don't know what they're afraid of. Honestly, it's not going to get out, out come out of my pocket and, and mug anybody. But we got another one here from Minnesota as well. Just quickly, this was sent in by a, another one of our listeners. Who was this one? Who's from Jareth? This was Jareth sent a few. Yeah. In this week but i thought i'd bring this one in as well because it's got that guy jesse ventura everybody remember jesse jesse the Ven- body ventura yes that's right man <laughs> and he's a massive conspiracy theorist you know i know who this guy is pro but, wrestler uh, yeah yeah pro wrestler as well isn't it he's, a, he's cool enough i suppose <laughs> but yeah, a cool. previous <laughs> previous minnesota governor decides to open cannabis brand former minnesota governor jesse ventura he's done so much shit this guy has uh, has decided to launch his own cannabis brand once the state signs the legislation bill into law. Jesse Ventura, the former Minnesota governor, is making plans to launch his cannabis brand once the state enacts new cannabis legislation law. Ventura has mentioned that he would like to be the first major polit- politician in America to have a cannabis brand in his likeness. <laughs> so, yeah, he's going to make his own fucking brand of weed by the look of things. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Well, and to be the uh, the first politician to do it, I don't know, man. Would he be the first? Can somebody else get in there first? Trying to think about politicians to do it. Um, I mean, we have a lot of celebrities who have open brands, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know about politicians or anything like that. And what would it be called? What, what do you think? Has everybody got any suggestions for names for Jesse Mitchell's weed? Yeah. Would it be a pro wrestler type name? What would be? <laughs> The SmackDown. <laughs> body slam. The steel chair. <laughs> the pile driver. I was, I was I was thinking more along the lines of like joint venture or something like that. Nice, nice. That works. It's, it's close. It's close. Okay. Yeah, man. Uh, I want involvement in this. I want involvement in the state of Minnesota, Ventura stated. Minnesota grown, Minnesota produced and promoted by Minnesota government former. I mean, it's it's a pretty long article. I just thought it was uh, funny to see. Jesse Ventura is now taking a step into this kind of thing, man. Very, uh, very interesting. Risky. 
It's a risky step, though, because, you know, we've seen it. I mean, we had the stories. Uh, we talked to Matt Lammers last week. We've seen the stories about how, how the cannabis market in Canada, after it's become established, is starting to become weakened as far as financially goes. Mm -hmm. uh, so I don't really know if, if getting into cannabis right now, I know I've, I've been asked by people, would you would you start? Would you consider going into a grow or building any kind of a brand right now? And my answer is, nope, not going to do it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely wouldn't do it. It's too nope. volatile. What do you guys? That's think? right, man. Yeah, I'd only bet against it. What's it called? A put option? Is it when you're uh, when you bet on stock going down? I think that would mm -hmm. be how I would uh, like to work. But you know, this is not financial advice. Everybody, do not listen to a word we're fucking saying. <laughs> we, we see it in almost every state that legalizes. Though there's a big, big goal rush. Everybody tries to jump in, and then a few years down the line, after after the market becomes saturated. All of these people who, who jumped in, half of them go bankrupt. Hmm. He's uh, one of the reasons why he's doing this. I've seen down here one of the lower uh, paragraphs. Becoming an advocate for the plant didn't just start with his condition. Decades ago, Ventura's wife was diagnosed with a serious seizure disorder, and she was not responding well to pharmaceuticals the doctors were prescribing. In order to help his wife, Ventura broke the law and took his wife to Colorado to get cannabis oil from a friend. This was before Minnesota had legalized med med medicinal cannabis and didn't have a medical cannabis program. Once the former first lady began using cannabis, she never suffered from another seizure. Wow. Hmm. So, you know, as a politician, a governor with something like this that has taken place, instead of getting up there and representing it to the House of Representatives or wherever it needs to go to, to try and get the law changed, this guy's just like, yeah, I'm going to open my own cannabis business. Come on, man. You use the power and the influence that you have to try and get the federal law changed so more people who suffer with these seizure conditions can get the medicine they need that is potentially life-changing and life-saving. You know what I mean? I think it's a little bit selfish for him to just go out there and make a brand without trying to push in the right direction for the federal legalization so you can smoke in the woods. You know what I mean? You Jesus. Yeah, he should at least become an advocate for federal legalization. I see what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nice little dig at smoke in the woods, though. I like that. Yeah. Oh, I want to see his packaging as like, you know, like miniature. What? You want to see his what? His <laughs> <The pa> <laughs> miniature package. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to edit that so he just says package. So. <laughs> yeah, of course you would. <laughs> Bubble wants to see someone's package. <laughs> <laughs> we're curious down here <laughs> oh man i'm by curious <laughs> too much to say shouldn't say anything <laughs> well yeah so uh, that's interesting from jesse ventura lots going on in minnesota as you can tell everybody that's uh that's where it's all going on right now in the usa by the look of things so we'll keep you up to date with anything else that happens over the next week in minnesota as well there's a lot of other places in the states that are doing real good. I mean, the sales figures in Missouri now that it's become rec recreational legal are just they're blowing blowing numbers like crazy over there. Just the sales are off the chart. Maryland, uh, I think I saw something like 120 million dollars in sale last month in Maryland. So yeah, there's wow. a lot going on in the states. We can't report everything. Mm -hmm. That's just it. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, man. But we have one more story to quickly cover. That's you, Bubba Hawk, for this final story from Australia, which is an interesting yeah. one. So, well, so I used I used the time between my first story and my second story to actually find the story properly, other than <laughs> just trying to to run with what I'd put in there last night when I was high. Um, okay, so Greens report finds thousands of Australians support move to legalize cannabis. Uh, so thousands of Australians support legalizing cannabis backing in the Greens plans that would generate an additional $28 billion in revenue over nine years. Uh, Greens Justice spokesman David Shoebridge handed down his legalised cannabis report on Friday after nearly 9,000 survey responses, dozens of official submissions and many phone calls, social media conversations and real-life conversations in response to a draft bill. His next step is to present the bill to the Senate, strengthened by the responses, which will present a model to legalise the drug with a single national market, allowing for home growth and prioritising co-ops and small business involvement. Uh, the bill would also move to install a 15% tax rate in addition to standard GST, which according to Parliamentary Budget Office costings based on the current rate of $13 a gram would generate $28 billion in tax over nine years. Why over nine years? Why do they say this random shit? $28 billion over nine years is... 
Well, oh, just tell God. us five years or even just one yeah. year, you know? Because, it, because 28 billion sounds better. So it must just be that it took nine years to get there. Yeah, you know, it's oh, like I, 30 I, billion over <laughs> over 10 years sounds better, isn't it? Yeah. They, they could have just gone with 30 billion. I don't know why they, because you see this often, but it's just like they'll mm. gather this much over 17 months. And it's like, what's <laughs> yeah. with the random fucking nine years? What were you talking about? I don't know who writes these articles sometimes. Do a little bit of maths, you know? Just bring round it up to 10 years and see where we are. Round up. I think it's because that's what the budget office came back with, was like, here you go, nine years. For whatever reason, it's nine years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, because <laughs> we'll, yeah, we'll this on. is what we this is the, the, the biggest maths we can do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it's as far as we could take it. We couldn't get to 10, we can't count that far. Nine's as mm-hmm. far as we're going. Um, so the respondents told the Greens that a reasonable tax rate that didn't force up prices would keep people away from the illicit market. Instead, the Greens say the tax rate attached to a legal market would halve the cost over the decade. Uh, Senator Shoebridge said the wide consultation in which almost all the respondents supported legalising cannabis, despite only about a quarter being current recreational consumers of the drug, painted a clear picture that Australia should move to legalise the drug. Senator Shoebridge said the myriad of responses had strengthened the bill, culminating in a model that would provide a plan for safe access and end over-policing. Using the collective wisdom of almost 10,000 respondents, we know the Greens will be tabling the most popular and effective possible bill to legalise cannabis for the whole country, he said. Uh, We have made improvements around labelling, storage, manufacturing, advertising penalties and more as a result of this consultation process. It's not enough to just decriminalise cannabis. The community is demanding a comprehensive plan for legalisation. From what we've heard in this consultation, I believe this model with the improvements people have asked for, provides the right plan to create a single national legal market. Um, Senator Shoebridge said that there was an extraordinary level of excitement and engagement with this plan. People are on standby to speak with their local MPs around the country to push for this to become a law, he said. With political courage and public support, we can make this law. Uh, The report said the responses had made clear that smoking was unlikely to be the primary method of consumption, with edibles, oils, and tinctures very popular in responses. The need to be able to make these at home for personal use was identified as a shortcoming with the original bill. Two-thirds of respondents said a cannabis cafe would be the ideal place to buy and consume the drug. There was overwhelming support to remove big pharma, alcohol, and tobacco producers from the cannabis market, but Senator Shoebridge said the role of people involved in uh, medical marijuana would prove vital to to a rollout of legalised recreational use. More than half of the respondents indicated that if it were to become legal for individuals to grow a limited number of plants at home for self-consumption, they would do so. Of course we would. Um, and that's it. So that's that's all he had to say. So basically, um, this tax on from a couple of months back when they first brought this out and and said that they were going to do this and they were going to tackle it at the um, at the federal level because that way it takes it out of the state's hands because uh, at the moment, drug policy is a state issue. So it's different in the ACT. So where it's legal in the ACT to have two plants and a certain amount on you, whereas here um, it's not, and every other state in Australia, it's not legal to grow or or, um, or have unless you're a medicinal user. And even then, as a medicinal user, you're only allowed to have it. You can't grow it. So um, they they went out and um, and did that uh, survey, and obviously they've got all that back, and they're using that as a, a bit of a push with the bill, so that they can go in and and go well. This is what everybody wants, and this is what we're gonna this is what we're gonna put forward and and go from there. So slowly moving forward, but you know, yeah, you never yeah. know. It's progress. Do you think there's anything that is going to actually come from this? Do you have any faith in your government still, or is it just yeah. like? They won't do. I, I I lost faith in my government years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no same for many of had, us, man. We're we're all fucking. I haven't had sick faith of in a long time. Mm-hmm. However, in saying that, I think this is the best time, uh, and and the most likely if it's ever going to happen, um, because we've just got a bit of a political landscape now where um, the major parties can't get anything through without the support from these um, from the legalized cannabis and 
uh, some other teal independents. So, and a lot, there, there's a lot more support in the community um, over the last few years since everybody started to see that it's not the devil's lettuce that we were told. And because, you know, obviously we're getting all of these people getting busted for, for growing weed and on every, every time you see it and you go through all the comments and there's not one congratulating the police on busting people for weed. It's mm-hmm. always taking the piss. Like, you know, um, how, how dare they steal that man's medicine or something like that. So <laughs> you, you call that weed, come to my house. You'll see some real weed, that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's not weed. This is weed. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, I, I look. I'm cautiously optimistic. I think is the the best way to put it. Um, I'm not. I'm not putting my eggs in in one basket because I really, I don't know. It's this sort of things come up before. It's been pushed back before. Um, you know, at, at the end of the day, it needs major party support. Uh, it, it can't. It can't just be like they're not going. just going to get it through based on on their votes they'll they'll need the support of some um major party senators so we'll see we shall see so that's about all the news from around the world that we have this week so you you know let us know in the chat or in the comments there would you chill with that uk police officer guy with the ashes and shrooms and the weed would you chill with him yeah what would you name jesse (laughs) ventura's weed you know do you think the 60 million worth of cannabis that was seized in Australia is coincidentally found to pay the tax bill. What do you think, everybody? Let us know what you think about this week's cannabis news and events. But we do have some forum news that we're going to quickly cover here as well. Uh, Last week, we had Angus on the show, uh, on the live show. He was uh, there for the news. It was last week's interview, and he was there for the Grow Guides on Friday. And everybody loved the episode, man. They they liked to hear the knowledge from Angus, liked to hear him talk about all the shit that he knows, man. It was a very cool set of episodes. Uh, So Angus is returning back to the show for a live that's live, everybody, on YouTube, a Q&A on the 5th of September at 9 p.m. UK time. And that will be public. So everybody will be able to join us for that interview. It's going to be a live Q&A session. So if you have any questions for Angus that you would like him to answer, then come along on the 5th of September and you'll get them questions answered, everybody. So That's right. The make man sure knows his land race. By all means, he knows his land race. Mm-hmm. That's right. He knows his cannabis history, too. It's very, very interesting, man. So mm. if you have if you have is questions, it, then let us know. Sorry, Bubble. He's a hash hash historian, isn't he? Some uh, of that. Just cannabis historian in general. He in knows general, right. stuff. Yeah. 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 He'll tell you what type of cannabis was grown where to make what kind of hash if you want to know. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So make sure you join us then, everybody. Then we have more news. Uh, Monkey, do you want to cover the Ariser news, the sponsor news? Well, Mackie and I had a meeting with Ariser and uh came to an agreement with them. And we have a new sponsor at Percy's. We'd like to welcome Ariser Vaporizers over to, to Percy's and uh, this week to uh, this, not this week, but this month as a welcome to a riser there, they're, uh, they we're having a, a comp, a giveaway for a solo two vaporizer, portable vaporizer from a riser. This is their top of the line portable and we are giving it away at Percy. So if you uh, have a, would like to consider winning a vaporizer, come to Percy's, take a look at the comp, figure it out and see if maybe you can come and win. But all, by mm-hmm. all means, we welcome a riser. Um, I, I've had a chance to uh, sample their products. They sent me some, some sample stuff. And right now I'm using the XQ2 as for this podcast. And let me just put it this way. I'm gently using the XQ2 because this is a powerful vaporizer. And this thing will knock <laughs> nice. your head off if you let it. <laughs> but yeah, stay tuned. Stay tuned and, and drop by Percy's because we're planning on having quite a few riser giveaways this year. So if That's you want right. to win some riser products, come by Percy's. Check us out. Mm. <laughs> it's oh, from, that's, that's... from Hashimoto there. He said, I will call Jesse Ventura's weed the sweaty leotard. Nice. Oh, <laughs> nice, Hashimoto. Uh, nice. <laughs> Sorry, Bob, what you were saying? <laughs> I just got a bad connotation of smoking a, a sweaty leotard. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> the, old, uh, the old jock strap sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this tastes like ball sack weed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 but that's a good thing. Bullsack weed is nice. Well, I've heard of, I've heard of <laughs> no seed before, well, but that's it. Yeah. <laughs> is that dog hair? Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, it's got some Labrador in it. You know? yeah. oh, it's, getting, it's getting bad oh, now. <laughs> some poodle hair in there. Uh, 
<laughs> anyway, anyway yeah so more comps as well we have the new hlg light competition where you can win a 350r from hlg over at percy's as well so you have the ariser vaporizer the solo 2 you can win plus a 350r and then we have the competition the monthly competition that we have with weedy seeds express over at percy's where you can win 10 beans as well and also the vaults has done a couple of giveaways over at percy's as well so there's loads of shit going on if you are just a listener of the show you are missing out you need to go over to percy's grow room sign up get involved in the community and get involved in these competitions man because it's all free to enter you just have to be an active member of the forum so get over there sign up become part of the community so that's what we really ask is, is we, we want you to become an active member of Percy's contribute. You know, we're very mm. easy to get along with there, like a little banter, like a good little, little friendly, friendly little inter- interchanges there. But, you know, that's what we're all about at Percy's. No, no, uh, no trolls, no dicks, you know, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. just good vibes, good information. That's right. And just uh, lastly here, we have the interviews this week. We have Robert Waldeck, who is from Nerd Genetics. I seen him on the FCP a few weeks ago on the, on the Brian and Marco show, you know, with our friends Brian and Marco. He was on their show, and, man, he, he gave a good fucking talk about hoplatoid viroid disease. You know you know that shit that H... You know, you know what I'm talking about. That shit that is killing plants H-H-L-V. right now. Yeah, yeah. And... uh so I thought it would make a good topic for this show as well. So he's going to come over and he's chat to us on the 8th of August as well. That's going to be very interesting. That's on Tuesday this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we have Matthew Clifton, who is from Project Earth. He's the CEO of Project Earth. He's coming on to talk about Project Earth on the 10th as well. So that's uh, going to be an interesting one. We're going to find out all about Project Earth and what's been going on this year and what's going to happen. And, you know, just some information for any of the people who are going or considering going. And you'll be able to get some information from him on the 10th, which is Thursday this week. Then we have, uh, we had Chad on the show a couple of weeks ago when we was talking about the Tricone production. And he said some of the frostiest strains he's ever had is from a breeder called Bee Leaf. And Bee Leaf is a highly respected cannabis breeder out there. So we reached out to him and he'll be joining us on the show on the 15th. So nice. check this guy out, man. He he is uh, he apparently breeds some high quality cannabis. So that's uh, going to be a good interview on the fifteenth. And then we have uh, Daniela Vergas is her name. She's a cannabis scientist, like a legit scientist and shit, with the with the jacket on and all that kind of stuff. She's yeah, cannabis scientist, writer, educator, <laughs> and public speaker. And she'll be joining us on the twenty second. So that's going to be a good interview as well. And you can listen to all these interviews live if you are a patreon of the show you'll see all of the uh all of the dates and the links to all of these in the on the patreon page or in the patreon section on versus or on discord as well so check those out and if you're not a patron then you can become you can become a patron for as little as four dollars and twenty cents a month it's very cheap and you get links to all of these awesome interviews and the past ones which we've done as well plus you get access to exclusive patreon competitions too so we yeah. do have those. Yes, we do. Do it, do it. But you know, no I pressure. Love, of course, do it if you this, can. Sorry, but I love that the no. I was just gonna say, I love the scientist metric. Is just it's got a full coat and everything. Yeah, got white coat, white coat on. You know, <laughs> got the pens in the pocket, buckles. <laughs> you know, got hair tied stuff. back. You know how it is. <laughs> Glasses, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And brings back <laughs> worms from the grave forty-two thousand years ago from the permafrost. We'll ask her about them. She's a scientist. She will know what's going on. She'll know exactly what's happening. But yes, that's all the cannabis news and events uh, for this week. And there we go, everybody. That was this week's cannabis news and events. As usual, same as every week, if you see any news articles that you would like us to cover in next week's show, then do feel free to get in touch. You can find us over at percysgrowroom.com. You can find us in our Discord server, which is linked in the description of this download. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. Just message us there with any links to any articles that you want us to cover, and we'll do it on next week's show. And also, Would you like some high on homegrown stickers? 
If you do want some stickers, then you can become a patron for as little as $4.20 a month. Very cheap. If you sign up for just the one month and drop me a message on there, then I'll be able to send you a few of the high on homegrown stickers and you'll be able to put them in your grow room or on books or on your car, whatever you like. So if you want some of those, then let us know. Message me on the Patreon and we'll get some sense out to you. But as usual, thank you for being here. Thank you for downloading the show. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope to see you on the next one, which is the interview on Wednesday. Stay high, stay safe, and we'll see you then. Goodbye.